Hello, Low Country. This is longtime ESPN commentator Dr. Jerry Punch inviting you to listen to the Scott Hamilton Show on 98.9 ESPN Charleston. It should be fun. After all, bear hugs are what Scott believes should be given with no clothing on. Go figure. Yeah, any other day this playoff news would have been the news. But, of course, we had live actual games being played. And after such a crazy offseason, such a crazy talking season, it is muffled. But this is big. We're going to get 12-team playoff. Not a matter of if, but when, apparently. Let's get the latest on this. Joining us now is our friend Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated. Ross, welcome back. How are you? Hey guys, how are y'all? I'm I'm well, Ross, and I, I'd like to discuss the uh, playoff expansion for a moment. But if you'd indulge me, I I was reading your piece about the importance of special teams, and, and you were using the LSU game as a prime example of that. Tell me about your dad, man. I, you you were referencing your dad throughout that piece. I found that fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a son of a high school long time high school football coach. Uh, he just recently retired, actually, this past year. Uh, he was a high school football coach for about 42 years. And uh, I would say about the latter 20 years of those, he was the special teams coordinator. So uh, very, uh, very uh, well aware of how important uh, special teams are. And uh, you saw special team struggles across week one, really, uh, but especially on Sunday night in the Superdome, uh, some real miserable uh, special teams outing by LSU. Not going for two in that situation, how how do we explain that away? Was it just uh, not confident in his offense? What message was Brian Kelly sending? I mean, there's a lot of different things we can extrapolate. Hubris on his part, I don't know. What was his reasoning? Yeah, he, he didn't really explain why he didn't. Um, he said he had thought about it for a brief second, uh, but they had – they had made a change on the left side of the line after the field goal block. Uh, um, of course, they blocked a 30-yard field goal, I think, in the second quarter, and it came from you know the left side of the line. And so they shored up, or they thought they did, that that part of the line. Um, and so I think he had confidence in his kicker, and I think his kicker had made back-to-back extra points. Uh, so I guess he felt like um, he liked his chances in overtime, um, uh, you know, but he did, he did think about it briefly of going for two. Um, so I don't know. I, I you know, I, I think that uh, he, he thought they'd really short up the line, but obviously they didn't, they did not. Have you uh, had an opportunity to discuss the South Carolina game with your dad? Pretty, pretty good special, special teams on Saturday in Columbia, Ross. <laughs> I, uh, I have, I have not. I have not gotten to discuss that. I uh, actually didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot of that game, um, and haven't I haven't read a ton about it. But it, it you know, I, I would have, I would assume that uh, was it good or was it good or bad. <laughs> Check this out, Ross. It was a uh, first time in school history a kicker made two field goals of fifty yards or more, fifty three and fifty one yards. Wow. Had a fake field goal that set up a touchdown and two block punts, including a scoop and score. Wow! Wow! Beamer ball. Yeah. Well, that so the opposite of uh, LSU special teams. Then we're joined by Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated. Follow him on Twitter at Ross Dellinger. 
Ross, it looks like we're going to get an expanded playoff. Uh, should I go ahead and get my hopes up and know this is going to happen, or will we be uh, left at the altar again? Oh, no, it's it's happening. Yeah, it's, it's you know, adopted, official, approved, all that, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely happening. And uh, uh, I, when it's going to happen is the question. Uh, we've got three options, 2024, 2025, or 2026. So the latest that could happen is 2026. And um, I, I think commissioners will start very soon. This week they meet in Dallas, actually, on Thursday. And uh, they will start talking about how to expand the playoffs. Um, trying to cross some unresolved hurdles and how to expand it as quickly as possible. Uh, it's going to be hard. It's a, kind of a logistical nightmare um, because they waited so long. You know, if they had approved this back in February or last fall, especially, I think it would have been pretty easy for them to expand starting in 2024. Maybe not easy, but easier than it is now. And, um, but they're, they're going to try their hardest to, uh, to get it done and to expand as early as possible, which would be the uh, 2024 season. How under the radar was all this? I know we received news last week that they had planned on having a virtual meeting, but I, I was not expecting that. And you're embedded more into this than I am. Was this something you expected to happen and happen as quickly as it did? Well, the, the president, there, there were little signs of it over the last few months. Um, going back, let's go back to February, which is when the vote was, and, and when it failed eight to three because it had to be unanimous to expand early before the ESPN contract uh, it runs to 2025. So that failed, and after that, um, I think they took a break. Everybody kind of took a break for a few weeks or so, and then the president, it, it you know, it started to seep, seep out that the president would take a more involved role, and that they were meeting and they were discussing expansion proposals. And then, and we'll skip, skip, skip over to May, late May, at SEC spring meetings in Destin. And Mark Keenum told me uh, that uh, Mark Keenum is the board chair of the president, CFP president, and the Mississippi state president. And um, he told me that just that, that presidents were taking a, a bigger role and that he thought that something could happen this fall, that they were going to give a directive to the commissioners. And, you know, then skip forward to August. And the presidents met, I believe, the second week of August. They met, and they discussed, you know, potentially taking a vote the next time they meet, which was two weeks later. Uh, all of that, the vote information and, and their meeting on last Friday, was kept pretty secret, though. Um, and actually, we we kind of exposed it uh, in a story Wednesday uh, about about their meeting on Friday and that a vote was, was possible. Um, and so plain and simple – Presidents were fed up. They, they were tired of the, the commissioners kind of bickering and squabbling with each other and not able to come to an agreement. So they voted. Um, they voted 11-0 unanimously to expand the playoffs to 2026. And they gave a directive to commissioners that they would like it to expand before that as early as possible, which is 2024. And now it's up to commissioners, the same group that couldn't come to an agreement after a year or so of negotiating, it's up to them to try to expand it early, and uh, that's where that's where we are. That's where we start. So presidents took it in their own hands. Thankfully, <laughs> they took it in their own own hands, led by Mark Keenum, very aggressive in getting this thing done. Uh, Ross, help me out here a minute. Now, it's my understanding there are eleven people on this board of managers. That'd be correct, right? 
That's right. It's the 10 FBS commissioners in Notre Dame's – or sorry, 10 FBS presidents in Notre Dame's commissioner or, or president. And so that's, that's the top executive board. Then there's another board below it, which are the 10 FBS commissioners in Notre Dame's athletic director. Okay, so it's the middle management that has kept this thing from happening. Now that it's gone to the highest level, it's getting rubber stamped. But but I'm wondering this. We talk about these 11 presidents and chancellors. Are, where are they from? I mean, because I know, I know some of these things have ground to a halt because everybody has their own interest, and it's hard to get everybody sailing in the right direction. But I'm wondering about these presidents. Are they mainly from the South? Are they mainly from the Midwest? Tell me a little bit about them. Well, no, it's 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 there's one representative from each conference, each of the ten FBS conferences. So, uh, for instance, the the chair, uh, Mark Keenum, is Mississippi State's president. He's the representative from the SEC. Um, I think the representative from the ACC is Clemson's president. Uh, I think the representative from the Pac-12 uh, is Washington State's president, I believe, Kirk Schultz. Um, I think that Ohio, I want to say Ohio State's president is a representative from the Big Ten uh, American Conference. Uh, University of Houston's president, I think, uh, is is a representative. So they're they're um, they're all you know. There's a representative from. It's kind of like Congress, you know. There's a representative from each each uh, FBS conference, and then there is the Notre Dame piece. Um, Notre Dame gets you know a, a pretty Obviously, Notre Dame historically a pretty powerful program uh, in college sports, and so they get they get one of the seats, right? Um, they get an equal an equal seat uh, where their Notre Dame, where their athletic director Jack Swarbrick is on the the um, board uh, management committee, um, the second level of, of governance uh, of CFP, and then their president is on the uh, the executive board uh, um, of the CFP. Board of Managers, as they as they call it. So that's kind of how it all breaks down. And Ross, if you give me one more minute, please. I just want to get a little more clarity. We have the Pac-12 media rights out to market. The Big 12 trying to get its media deal. The Big 10 just had its 1.2 billion dollar media deal. How how much can this? How much can those deals impact this? Can can these TV arrangements do anything to impact this expanded playoff, or vice versa? Could this be one of the hurdles, uh, part of the logistics you're talking about? Well, I think actually it's probably the other way around. I think the expanded playoff will impact um, these media rights deals. Yeah, I don't know how much these media rights deals impact the playoff. I mean, it's done and it's expanded, and that's odd. But I, I do believe that expansion will impact the media rights deal and probably will stabilize, you would think, stabilize things and bring um, maybe a pause to realignment. Uh, you know, if you're, you know, if you're in the Pac-12, um, you know, a lot of Pac-12 teams are rumored to be jumping to the Big 12 or Big 10. Why would you leave that conference knowing you're going to get, if you win that, that league, you're going to get a automatic bid. Why would you go to a bigger league or a league with, you know, more powerful members. Um, Washington and Oregon are going to be, should be at the top of the new Pac-12, you know, uh, or Pac-10. And so why would they jump to a league with Ohio State and Michigan and Wisconsin and Michigan State? Um, I don't know why they would they would do that when they can get, you know, a playoff spot by winning the Pac-10. And it's the same for the, the Pac-12 South 
teams like Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado that are rumored to go in the Big 12. Why would that? I don't know why they would do that. They would go into a bigger league. So there's a lot of thought that this would bring stability. But back to your question about media rights, I think, you know, it's going to be good for those leagues now that they have locked up at least one spot in pretty much in every every playoff um, that that their media rights uh, value increases. He's Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated. Follow him on Twitter at Ross Dellinger. Ross, excellent stuff as always, pal. I know you uh you got a flight to catch there, right? Yep, heading to Dallas. <laughs> Be safe, brother. We uh, look forward to chatting with you again. All right, thanks. All right, it's Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated. Yeah, it makes sense. Stabilize the uh, realignment carousel. Why leave the Pac-12? Why leave the ACC? Why leave the Big 12? If you know you have a legitimate shot for a seat at the table and the path is going to be far less arduous than it would be trying to navigate through the Southeastern Conference or the Big 10. Now Kalivkov is on board and Tim Phillips. Yeah, thanks for nothing, guys. This is Scott Hamilton Show on Tuesday.